On today's episode, Mike and Ryan travel across the country to determine how each region puts its own unique spin on the American IPA. Cheers. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Brewers-in-Law podcast, where beer is thicker than water. Join us on a journey discovering home brewing, craft beer, and more. My name is Mike, and with me, as always, is my brother, brother-in-law, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. What's up? It's almost like we haven't been hanging out for a while. I didn't know well, it's... <laughs> it's taken a long time to get to hello. I've been here for an hour and a half. Almost seven minutes. Okay. <laughs> so we, uh, today, we are going to be uh, dis- uh, talking about um, regional variations in American IPA in, in, in different parts of America. And... Um, and specifically trying to answer some questions about uh, what exactly are some of these regional substyles, because some of them are clear, some of them less so. Yeah. But Ryan, what my question for you on the first sip is, what else in America, name another thing that varies across the country of America, across, across. that varies across America, <laughs> um, that you really appreciate for the different varieties of it. I I had two for this. One is more just funny. Um, and I'm gonna say real quick is just the accent. Um, oh, that's a great one. <laughs> that is, that's a, a fun story that um, my wife Mallory told me one time was that she went to Germany and she uh, on a school trip and she was with other people across the country going to Germany and everything else. You had people from Texas, from Washington state, from the East coast, everything. And, um, the Germans determined her Midwest accent was the quintessential American accent and oh, stronger really? accent than anyone else, including Texas, including New York and anything wow. else. So that's insane. It is funny. And like, <laughs> I, I, I'm a Navy brat. My parents were in the Navy. So like I've been across the different parts of the country and I picked up accents and everything else. I've been here long enough where like I fight it. There are a few, there are a few. <laughs> Just drop those T's, Ryan. Drop, drop those the T's. T's. <laughs> I won't do it. You know you want to do it. Um, but that was a fun one. The other one that I actually, that I really wanted to say was it's breakfast. Oh, interesting. Because like okay. different regions have different things for breakfast. Like you have your traditional breakfast, eggs, bacon and toast, whatever. Um, but like grits are down <laughs> south. Um, you have more in the west, northwest coast, you have more of a like, the ham is big over there than than bacon usually is. Like a lot of people like ham. Yeah. Same thing here. A lot of people, I, I hate ham. Like, oh, I love Canadian ham. bacon. Is it's it's not bacon. Don't try and trick me. It's ham. No, but it's ham, and ham's great. Ham is not for breakfast. Ham is great for breakfast. <laughs> I, yeah. So I I would say in uh, in Michigan too. It's it's less. To an extent, it's what you eat, but it's where you eat it. In Michigan, it's Coney Island. It's, it's Coney Island. You got Waffle House You go to House, National down Coney South, Island. Yeah. You go to, yeah. Waffle House is for traveling out of Michigan to yes. somewhere else. Just after <laughs> Waffle House. <Yeah. laughs> right. What about you? What, what do you got? So my two big ones are uh, barbecue and blues oh, music. Ooh, so okay. uh, that, there's almost a ring to that. That, that, that could be a country album, <laughs> barbecue and blues music. <laughs> but um, Or like a bar in Nashville. Yes, that is a bar that's in Nashville. That's a bar in Nashville. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. It's probably great too because they is. play blues. Um, but uh, but yeah, both both of them, you know, sort of have their own traditions. You know, barbecue sauces. You know, you you've got your like your Carolina sauce. Yep. You've got your Texas sauce. Yep. You know, and and but not only that, but like what they cook. Is it pulled pork? Is it brisket? Mm-hmm. Chicken. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And so. Yeah, I, I love I love both That's of them. Good one. And then yeah, blues obviously as well is a little bit harder to very easily pin down. Say. But there's a lot, you know. There's like Chicago blues. There's Memphis blues. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are a lot of different kind of traditions of blues music, and I love blues music. Um, and so, um, yeah. So those are my two. All right, I like it. Uh, so with that said, why don't we dive in? Why why, why don't you sort of lay lay out for 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 the good listeners uh, exactly what here. what Set what the stage. is the question we have set before us here? So we've done, just did actually an, an IPA episode of Black IPA. Yeah. We talked about. Um, we've, we've covered IPA we, a fair we, bit at this IPA, point. IPA's got a lot of stuff to talk about. And this is another one. Like we did Stone and a couple other things. But like with this one, we wanted to be very specific. We obviously know there's different colors. There's different uh, flavors you can do. You can do doubles. You can do um this crazy, crazy thing. Fruit additions. Yeah. yeah. So many things you do with IPAs. <coughs> but we wanted to set this down. 
fruit, color, don't care. We want to set down actual regions. What is traditionally done on one section, another section, another section, another section, and like call it and set the boundaries there. Okay. Everyone makes like you can go to the West Coast and you can get a double, you can get a red, you can get a black, you can get anything you want. You can get any kind of fruit. Those are everywhere. I want to see actually like it's yeah. from a specific region Regional, of this country. Yeah. Okay. So and and so the impetus for this, I, I know at least for for me, because um, I think I was the one that suggested it, but mm-hmm. I know I was I was reading about I don't remember where this came up, but some somewhere in in a you know sort of a Google tunnel that I was in, or like a Wikipedia tunnel, <laughs> deep dive. I, I stumbled on the term Midwest IPA, and I'd I'd heard of West Coast IPA. I kind of mm-hmm. knew what that was. Everybody's heard of New England IPA in 2021. So how so right now, but like. I had never, I was just like, what the heck mm-hmm. is a West Coast or is a Midwest IPA? Like, it's just an, they're just, a, it's just a normal IPA. Like, mm-hmm. we don't make them differently here. So I started reading about it. When I was reading about it, I also stumbled on the term East Coast IPA used mm-hmm. in such a way that made mm-hmm. me feel like it was not the same thing as a New England IPA. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what, then what the heck is an East Coast IPA? <laughs> and I became very confused. And, and I know I talked to you about it and, and I, I asked, you and you were like, yeah, I've seen some of that too. And like, so we, we both ended up doing a little bit of research um, and uh, and we've brought our research. We've brought some sort of prototypical beers of each of these styles. We're going to be trying those four, West Coast, New England, as the kind of our starting points, our kind of, I would almost say goalposts since mm-hmm. they're almost kind of diametrically opposed to yep. each other. And then we're gonna, so. we're going to try an example of what could be considered an East Coast uh, a prototypical example of a Midwest. And then we are also kind of as a bonus going to try an American IPA that markets itself as an English style yeah. and see where that slots mm-hmm. into this. So, um, yeah, so let's, oh, I just did that. You took my part. So, <laughs> I took your part. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I can, I'm not going to dive in a little uh, bit. I'm, so. I'm getting ahead on the, uh, so let, let, let's just start. Okay. So we're, we're, we're going to start with the big ones, West coast and new England. Why don't you Ryan explain a little bit sort of like, from your perspective, what does that mean? Because it's West Coast, at least, isn't even like an officially recognized substyle. It's more of a marketing term. But like when you hear West Coast IPA, what do you think? Uh, smack you in the face with hops, pretty much. <laughs> like that's that's just whatever hop flavor that's there, whether it is pine, whether it's citrus, whether it's fruit or something like that. It's just something that's gonna that's like smack you in the face. So it, it's like a matter of like how assertive the hops yes, are. Okay. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, so for I, I would agree. The other thing I think is that um, I specifically associate them as being very piney. Yeah. Pine and like pine and citrus is citrus, what I yeah. think of when I think of a West Coast mm-hmm. and also very pale. Yeah. You know, so not a lot of malt complexity, mm-hmm. real simple malt bill so that there's nothing hiding the hops. Yep. And like you said, they can just, there's, they can just give you a big old smack <laughs> in the head. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Um, New England. Um, obviously, it's, it's well-known style. Um, I, is it an official like style actually? It, it, it is, uh, like on the BJCP website, it's recognized as like a specialty style, the okay. same way, like a black IPA. Is. Gotcha. So New so England. It's a sub style of an American IPA, but it is yeah. officially recognized because they're so hot yep. right now. So what would you, what would you describe as a basic New England IPA? Uh, hazy. Uh, everybody always talks about them being kind of juicy, mm-hmm. both in mouthfeel. So like. Um, kind of a yeah, just a different like a rounder mouthfeel. Whereas a, a New England IP or a, if a West Coast is like bracingly crisp, mm-hmm. um, a New England is softer and rounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, like very juicy hop flavors. Focus on fruit flavors, mm-hmm. really getting rid of the rest of it. Yep. And um, and then yeah, kind of hazy and that sort of like juicy kind of mouthfeel. Okay. Yeah, I, that, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think it's definitely not gonna slap you in the face with pine it's not gonna slap you it might slap you in the face with some citrus but like that's yeah. not as intense it's gonna chuck an orange at your head instead and, of smacking yeah, you in the face know, right? <laughs> an orange and a lemon and a pineapple <laughs> coming right at you um oh man pineapple oh, yeah, some damage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um and obviously we don't know a whole lot about the the east coast and the midwest yeah. so well, we'll wait on those yeah let's let's wait till after the break and we can both kind of share what we yeah. think it is and then then we'll try and see for ourselves but so you brought us 
we <coughs> we've done this one. We've had this one. It's Stone IPA. Yeah. yeah. Um, so our our West Coast IPA is is Stone IPA. Um, it literally says on the bottom. Granted, yeah, we 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 will be recovering a little bit of territory, but it is just the quintessential West Coast IPA. It literally says uh, the iconic West Coast style IPA. Right. So, so. if if we're trying to determine the style, it's got to be Stone. So this is coming in at six so and, six and a half percent uh, alcohol. With seventy one IBU, so seven seventy one bittering units. Yep. Again, if if uh, if anybody needs like a primer on IPAs uh, before listening to this episode, I would definitely suggest checking out our Stone episode. We did cover this beer, so let's let's try and cover it specifically with respect to the definition we just super gave. pale, very see, pale, see through it, completely see through, like yeah. beautifully clear. Yep. Nice, nice. And I already foam took cap. my sip, and I already taste pine. So <laughs> nice foam cap. Yeah, I'm gonna take my sip. Why don't you talk about the the other flavors? Yeah, it's it's definitely no malt really whatsoever. It's just a lot of pine. Um, I believe Centennial is what was in this one. Um, uh, so they they use qu- quite a few. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Magnum, which is probably for bittering. Yep. Chinook, Chinook Centennial. Yep, so Centennial. that that's your pine. Yep. Um, Azaka. Oh really? Okay. Uh, Calypso, and then a, a hop called Ella and Vic Secret. I don't know. I've never heard of that one. It's trademarked, and yeah, I don't know. Probably I, theirs. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, I believe Calypso and Azaka are both kind of more tropical. You've used they Azaka, are. right? I use Azaka. It is definitely a little more tropical. Um, I believe it's from, and, and I believe I, it's from New Zealand. And actually. I do get some of those flavors. That, yeah, but that pine just like hangs there too. It's just like- It does, yeah. Ah. Yeah, we, we I think, described this beer last time as this is, this is not your gateway- <laughs> IPA. This is this is an IPA for an IPA lover, and that to and me West is Coast, that's the West Coast. Yeah, they they love their hops over there, and they're not gonna apologize about no. it. No, <laughs> especially Stone. Stone. I think I was when we did the episode. They said like yeah. we're not gonna apologize yeah. at all. That's what this is what we're. It's like do. their whole shtick. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there are West Coast styles that do a little more of the citrus flavor with the pine. So like Citra yeah. with. Um, Centennial. Yeah. There's room mosaic. to play. There's yeah. room to play. Like, yeah. There's quite a few in Oregon and Washington that do do that. So do do you? Well, aside from Stone, what would be your kind of favorite example of a West Coast? Probably the Shoots. The Shoots is a great one. That's over there's, there in uh, Oregon. Is that? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, who, who makes Sculpin? Uh, like, um, I do not know. Ah, uh, shoot. Well, let me look it up. But what what yeah. is what is the Shoots just called? The Shoots IPA. Or are you talking about the, fresh squeeze? Fresh squeeze, yeah, specifically. Okay, yeah. Like the shoots has a they do a lot of IPAs as well, but like um they um it's not quite in yes. your face with it, which uh, is nice. Ballast point. Ballast, Ballast point, point good, uh yeah. sculpin, that that's another one of my favorites. Stone might be my favorite West Coast IPA, but uh, uh sculpin is really great too. And they've yeah. got they've got like the grapefruit sculpin, they've got some fruited variations of that if you mm-hmm. you know wanna wet your toes without <laughs> without getting smacked in the face with a hop um yeah so they, they got a, i'm looking at the shoots right now like they do have quite a few different um west coast styles like they got the squeezy rider west coast ipa wait so is fresh squeezed considered a west coast i style? believe it is actually because that cause one you're you're right like okay that is not piney at all to me that is a very fruity and like mm-hmm. really almost like it's got like a lemon juice quality to it. It is so delicious. Yeah. That would be actually, okay. If that's a West Coast IPA, then that's your gateway West Coast IPA, yes. I would yes, say. Yes, it is. Um, fresh squeezed is, yeah, it's absolutely delicious and pretty easy to find. So yeah. here, um, real quick. So the the I forgot to read the description. So this oh, is yeah. what Stone says about their own IPA. This golden beauty explodes with tropical, citrusy, piney hop flavors and aromas, all perfectly balanced by a subtle malt character. I would probably say I'd flip the order of those words, tropical citrusy and piney, to be the piney, opposite. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but I generally agree. I, I think they nail that. And I think that's a pretty good encapsulation of what a West Coast IPA might look like. Agreed. Yeah. No, I think this is, this is. I mean, it is what it says on the bottle, the iconic West Coast style IPA. Yeah. Like they, they, they I think they are the, the godfather of, of West Coast IPA. All right. Well, let's move on. So, um, change so, gears completely. So, while you look up the stats, so we are we're going to be trying. So, with New England IPA kind of being the predominant popular beer style, mm-hmm. we grabbed uh, rather than grabbing like sort of an iconic like the, we 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 grabbed one that uh, from a, a local brewery we really like that we know makes great beer. Yep. Um, this is uh, this is the Griffin Claw New England IPA, juicy, juicy haze, haze. That's so I'm going to open that. Ryan, do, do you want to kind of read off the stats while I pour? 
Absolutely. So um, it has 35 IBUs, so a lot less compared wow. to... fully half of what uh, Stone yes. has. Um, and that's traditional with the New England IPA, is that they usually go yeah. with a It, it straight up IBU. looks like I'm pouring pineapple juice out yep. of here. Um, so it is 6.5%. It's about right as well, where you want it to be for um, the New England. And then the hops they use are uh, Citra, Eldorado, and Mosaic. So Mosaic has a citrusy pininess to it. <laughs> Obviously, Citra has a, a citrus orangey flavor to it. Eldorado, I believe, is a little fruitier. I've never used Eldorado. I've never used Eldorado. I, I can look it up real quick. Yeah. But I will say, okay, uh, hazy, definitely. Bordering on murky, almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, very hazy. Definitely has that, like, orange juice color. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Are, are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Right okay, now. then then I'll, I'll get my you, initial you impression. Can talk. So I just... When I smell it, it's straight up. If you handed me a glass of this... And I just smelled it, and you said, uh, "This is like orange pineapple juice." I would believe you, <laughs> like it. Yep. It is so ridiculously evocative of of juice, and it it tastes like uh, you know the Simply brand, like Simply Orange. Yeah. Simply Orange with pineapple. That is precisely <laughs> what this um, this smells like. So, so I'm Eldorado give it a taste here. Yep. Well, so Eldorado brings as for later edition. So when it's used for flavoring, it brings a bright tropical fruit flavors and aromas of pineapple, pear, watermelon, and stone fruit. But it is it can be used for bittering as well. But I'm pretty <clears> sure they use it in the end for this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So this I'm gonna take my this now. absolutely has that juicy thing. Like it is got uh, a whiff of it as I was drinking. It Ooh. is like barely it, it's not bitter. It, it really is. It's like drinking juice. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I, I'm going to stand by orange and pineapple. Yes. Strongly. 100%. But I would say also there, there's a, there's a lot more complexity. And when you said pear, mm-hmm. I was in the middle of a drink and my brain definitely registered Clicked a little bit of yeah. power suggestion maybe, but, but I also got a little bit of like a tangerine, you know, there's like, yeah. They're kind of in that orange family, but there's mm-hmm. a lot more complexity to it than just orange pineapple. And honestly, when I, when I was, I took a whiff of it as I was about to drink. It, it like I think exactly what you said. That simply orange, orange juice. Yeah. Like, I, like, and it looks like it too. Honestly, like I remember the first time I had a New England IPA was I was at a wedding and like literally handed me a picture. I'm like, why the hell are they passing out orange juice? Yeah, and then, and like no 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 no. Here you you like this? And I took a sip. Yeah. I'm like, oh my. Yeah, and now it is now it is worth mentioning that like. I know, like one of my favorite New England IPAs is M forty three, um, uh, from yep. Old, Old Dominion, um, Old Nation, uh, Old Nation. Sorry, um, that was one of the ones I had listed. If you wanted to find it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, and and I don't know how widely out of Michigan that is uh, distributed, but um, it's decently. I've seen is it. it. Okay, yeah. yeah, but it's 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 a great beer. That to me, like this to me, is like almost the. It is the. As, as New England IPA, as New England IPA gets, is like this. Mm-hmm. To me, M43 is a little bit closer. Like, if you're coming from a standard IPA, I think you might be less jarred. Yeah. Honestly, going from stone to this was legitimately jarring. Yeah. No, agree. I still, <laughs> I still actually have a pineyness to it. I but, can still, yeah, yeah, I can still feel the bitterness from the stone in my uh So another another good example, which is probably easier to find because <coughs> they are all over. Uh, Sam Adams does do a New England, a New England yeah. IPA. So that you can yeah, find I, them there. I guess it's not hard yeah. to find a New England. No, you, <laughs> most breweries probably do a New England, if they probably not multiple do, ones. They probably do seven, yeah. Um, like, because we even went to... Um, Graphcap um, last season, they had two actually. They had one really good one, the Never Ending IPA, um, which was really good. And I think they had another version of it that they were bringing out. Like they hadn't quite finished it. It was a different fruity flavor to yeah. it though. Um, but a quick note on on New England IPAs in general. So intense tropical fruit flavor. Um, definitely not nearly any malt flavor in there at all. Yeah, but um, it is interesting because you like you use Maris Otter. Marisotto, right yeah. when when you make yours, so you are using more characterful malts. But you're putting so much hops. They in there. just get completely, yeah. It's like you 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 can't have like the kind of austerity of stone where it's like there's you you need the sweetness from the malts. You need those, but you're not using any character malts really, right? You're you're just kind of yeah. So for I will say <clears> this, so I do technically mine is a hazy. It's not true a true New New England, but hazy New England do different. go same. Yeah. Do you think they're different? I think it's I think they came up with hazy so they didn't have to say New England because yeah. they wanted to, they wanted to be then just say like oh you gotta go to New England and you really get this you can get it anywhere else like right yeah because I think Griffin Claw does a ha- two different hazies as well. Yeah, Griffin Claw seriously has I think five. Yeah. <laughs> 
So for for my hazy Triforce, um, I for hops. This is a four gallon batch. I kid you not. I for both the um, boil and for dry hop. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ounces of hops altogether. <laughs> <laughs> and th- a four of that is in the dry hopping. Wow. In yeah. a four gallon batch. Yeah. So that's a lot. Like it is a lot of hops. And then for grains, like a, I, lot, a lot of late hops, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then for grains, like it's literally, I got um, four, almost five pounds of uh, wheat uh, dry extract. And then a little bit of marisada, a little bit of uh, golden oats, um, and then crystal malt. That's yeah. it. Like it. So it is interesting. Like yeah, there there is a lot, but but you're basically you're you're trying to add sweetness there. It almost seems like you're you're trying to use kind of rich sweet malts, but not malts that are gonna like stand out. Going like, exactly. hey, look at me. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's all and then light DME as well. There's it's like still a, a supporting character. Yeah. It's just kind of a sweeter palate. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then. We've kind of covered the again. I I think it's funny like how th- these are like yin and yin and yang. Oh, they are stone like and- almost. You could almost say like the stone is what you would would if someone was coming to beer and like just knew the basics of beer and was told stone IPA. This is what they expect an IPA to do. It's gonna have your pine. It's gonna have a little bit of citrus, maybe a little bit of tropicalness to it. Um, but it's it's gonna hit you in the face. Um, you're, most people probably aren't going to like it. Um, I, I believe they use that quote for their arrogant bastard. They say, yes. this is an aggressive beer. You probably won't like exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> but like, and that's what a lot of people probably expect from an IPA. This is probably right. the standard IPA. Now, if you go to the New England, it is, we talked about this in the Gateway episode. You, I said this as a gateway to IPAs. You said no because I don't consider an IPA. Well, it, yeah, I, I think <laughs> it just, I agree with you. It doesn't prepare you for other IPAs. Yes, so exactly. Like, it's kind of it's so far its own thing that it's like, you know, we'll 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 get to. Um, I you know I I would argue that maybe some of the beers we're about to try are, are better gateways. Better gateways yeah. I think New England, they're good. Personally, I I prefer a more IPA IPA um, most of the time, but. Um, but I, I like, I, I love a good New England IPA, but to me, it's not the same thing. It's well, like, it's, it's almost completely a separate style. Like I crave, if I'm craving hops or like I'm craving an IPA, I'm not craving a New England IPA. If I'm yeah. craving a New England IPA, I'm not craving a standard IPA. You yeah. know, they're like totally separate experiences. Well, it's, it's like, it's like this. Everyone that like you like pizza, but <coughs> for you... Say barbecue chicken pizza. That's a very different style. That's a, uh, some people would not say it would be pizza. I love it. But put it on. This record. is barbecue chicken pizza. New England IPA is barbecue yes. chicken pizza. That's so good. <laughs> now so, I would appreciate that because that's always her. Stone analogy. IPA is a real classic. You know, anchovy and uh, pepperoni. <laughs> no, no, it is. It's, it's like not a straight, for everybody. It's a straight New Yorker pizza right here. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, that's a. This is a New Yorker pizza. Is there is there a California style pizza? Yeah, it's, it's a whole brand. <laughs> okay. Let's go to break on that. <laughs> yes, let's go to break. And we're going to try the new ones, but we have not really tried or don't know what the styles are. So, cheers. You're going to be a great dad someday. I know. With jokes like that. <laughs> Hi there, I'm David. And I'm Kate. And we're the hosts of another Zelda podcast. There are so many good podcasts out there, and some of them in particular concern The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> That's right, Kate, and we are another one of them. we That is actually the name of our show, Another yes. Zelda Podcast. And in our show in particular, we talk about some of our favorite dungeons, characters, boss battles. We have top ten lists. Yeah, we do deep dives on game design and production aspects of the different Zelda games. And we talk about our own experiences. We do some review episodes, talk about our challenges, our struggles, and our victories. That's right. You know, really just almost anything that has to do with Zelda, we like to talk about it. A new episode comes out every other Friday, and you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and YouTube. And you can also check out our episodes on our website, anotherzeldapodcast.com. That's right. All right, we will see you there. Okay, bye! Welcome to our our new new podcast. podcast. Welcome to to our our new new podcast. podcast. This isn't working. Agreed. I think we're going to have to do it.
turn by turn. Well, now that you mention it, we are a brand new RPG video game podcast. Our very existence hinges on turn-based gaming. So join us on the Turn by Turn podcast, where we'll be talking about Pokemon, Fire Emblem, Golden Sun, Shining Force, Mother, and so many more. It's your turn to come and join us. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, and we are going to dive into what we're not really sure what it is. Like, we've had these beers that we're about about to try, but, like, we never were told that's what they were. So, yeah. we're going to start with Dogfish Head, um, and they do some great beers over there, but this one is called um, 60 Minute IPA. So, First of all, actually, I, w- I want to ask you, because I don't think I know this question, why did they call it 60 Minute IPA? Like, so, uh, uh, apparently, and, and I guess, first of all, so, so Dogfish Head is uh, based out of Delaware, so they're in yes. New England. Yeah, um, we talked about that. They are, this is a beer that's been along a long way before the in invention of the quote unquote New England IPA, at least yeah. I think. Oh yeah. Well, um, and well. so this is kind of one that we consider. I I didn't really find a East Coast IPA. the The name has kind of been um, cannibalized by um, by New England IPA as sort of a synonym, but I don't think it used to be. And I think that there yeah. are some people that use it to mean something different. Yeah. And I we think that this is a pretty iconic early IPA from the East coast to use as an example. Yes. So apparently they have some sort of mechanism to like be continuously adding hops throughout or the entire 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So apparently I, I didn't realize this, but I think 90 minute actually came first oh, 90 really? minute IPA. And then they did a scaled back version okay. that became 60 minute IPA. But yeah, the whole idea I guess was to like get that whole spectrum of, of like, the different like flavors you can get out from different timing of your additions. They just want all of it. So they're, yeah. they're constantly adding hops that that's sort of what their website describes. So yeah, very, very interesting. Now let's talk about the style. So we don't know really anything. What, right. what so, is, what is your feeling on East coast? So East coast to me. So it was funny. I, I could have swore what, when I first was reading about Midwest, I remembered East coast being its own thing. Then I tried Googling it in preparation for this episode to like find my old source. And I could not find that one. And everybody was just using it as a synonym for new England. Mm -hmm. Then I found a couple of sources that said that it, it's not that it's sort of, I've heard it called kind of a hybrid between uh, new England and, and like sort of West coast. I've also heard it sort of, uh, I, I, I saw it mentioned as like a stepping stone on the way to a new England IPA. So, prioritizing a little more malt prioritizing mm-hmm. or uh deprioritizing bitterness mm-hmm. and uh and changing the flavors out for maybe slightly more um fruity flavors over over piney maybe mm-hmm. i think i'm that's like my editorial comment but I, that was maybe my impression of yeah. like it was just kind of part way yeah but it still mostly drinks like an ipa just yeah. not quite as as austere as a west coast yeah. I, I i did my research um as well um and you're actually spot on from what i found so uh generally it's a mo- uh it is pretty malted um and uses a lot of citrus and fruity hop characters um but it won't be like as juicy as considered uh as a new england would um funny enough it's actually kind of considered the the redheaded stepchild of a british ipa so uh, <laughs> of so when we get to that goose island that we have saved to the end we'll kind of see how that uh compares and everything um but looking at it you just poured it it looks great it's very it's definitely see-through it, yeah. it's a little it's a little like Almost looks juicier with the color, but like it's clear. It it, it is. It's a little more of a dark gold yeah. than, than the stone. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? On the nose, I definitely get. I get. Like I I think the idea that it's like a midpoint is perfect because I get a little bit of pine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like juice, but it is evocative of those flavors. Yeah. Well, those centennial. Same... Yeah, centennial hops. <clears throat> Do they use centennial mm-hmm. hops? Okay. Well, I, I see. I, actually... I see it on. Oh, oh maybe that. Maybe I thought. I thought it was. You? Oh, man. I thought it, I thought I, I might have no, kicked in. That's the word continually. Yes. <laughs> continually hop for sixty yes. minutes for an intense yet enticing <laughs> hop centric experience. So what what they have to say about this uh, on their website is yeah. golden amber hop forward with piney and citrus notes. Again, I would flip those and say citrus and piney. Yeah. 
I can agree. Crisp with slightly lingering bitterness. Uh, Actually, no, because they're, they're kind of the opposite. So Stone IPA, you get that little bit of fruit in the beginning and then like slams you in the face with pine. Right. This is the opposite. You get that little bit of pine and then kind of hits you with the juice a little bit yeah. at the end. So I, I, I get why they do it backwards. I definitely, yeah. Like this to me has, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it was hopped with similar hops to the New England IPA. Yeah. I forgot. I haven't had 60 Minute in a long time. First of all, I forgot how delicious it is. It is. Oh my God. But it, it really, I, I think he hit that. I mean, it. so I don't get a lot of malt character from this. No, not, not. And again, maybe it's more that it's playing a supporting role, kind of like in the New England. You don't taste it, but it changes mm-hmm. the balance. So this beer is, uh, by the way, 6%, um, 60 IBU. So oh, that's pretty- 10 IBU fewer than Stone, mm-hmm. but nowhere near as low as the 35 no. of the New England IPA. So, so I mean, yeah, everything does kind of line up with this being sort of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is kind of, it's a... It's New England IPA flavors with the balance of a more standard American IPA or like a balance that's like 70% of the way to a West Coast. Yeah. So I'm looking and I saw this might be like more of a um, clone (coughs) recipe. So it's probably not quite there, but it looks like they use uh, Chinook, Warrior, uh, Summit, and Amarillo. Okay, so fairly classic hops, and that that yep. makes a lot of sense since it is a it's a. I think this beer predates a lot of the New World hops, a lot of like yeah, Dogfish has been around a long time, yeah, and, and sixty minutes been around at least for as long as I've known about Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Like it really is. It's like it's an IPA that tastes like a New England IPA. Yeah, no, <laughs> that right. makes any sense. Kind of the same way you say it's like a beer that tastes like orange juice. No, it's like it's like an IPA that tastes like a New England IPA. Yeah. And it really is like yeah, the the um uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I really do, actually they do think dry that hop too actually, which is probably why we get a little more citrus. Now, so interestingly, why do you think first of all, do you think that the idea that this is like a redheaded stepson of of a an English IPA is that do you find that to be true drinking it and if so like why? We we've done a <coughs> uh, British IPA, correct? No, I, I thought we did. So. I thought we did. Maybe I'm thinking something else. We did. Uh, oh, did we do on an IPA episode a while back last season? We we kind of did American to um, British, I thought, or at least we tried to. I don't think so. That's a long time ago. <laughs> Anyways, I, I um, think we had talked about it for this episode. But, okay. Um, yeah, um, I think we talked about doing it, but never got around to it. But. From what from what I've I've done my research on with British IPAs, like obviously the first IPA is really done. They're very simple. There's not like intense flavor as you would with a stone. Yeah. They're not like super fruity like you would with yeah. a New England. Their hop flavors yeah. are a lot mellower. And, and, and I think that's what it is yeah. because I think over there they're using obviously they're using the um, the main strains in Germany what they grow there in England as well the noble hops yeah um, and not nearly as much as the piney citrusy that right. we yeah, get here that, those flavors are like a uniquely that's like an American terroir. and I think I think it's just it, it is the, the malt wise I think it's a nice build um, and then the hops are just a little bit more intense than what you would get maybe in an England IPA uh, yeah so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, my understanding of English IPA, at least, is, and I guess we'll see how uh, the stats on Goose Yeah, we'll Island save a little bit flavor, so we'll um, go back. Holds up to this, but it's <laughs> it's sort of, um, yeah, I thought they're supposed to be less bitter than American IPA is, but still kind of hop forward. Yeah. And, and I could, in that sense, I could see this being sort of like an English, but it is definitely more hop forward than I would imagine any British style would be. Yeah. No great. Um, okay. Well. Well, I'm going to take my last little sip here because I, we're talking too much. Okay. Well, so let's let's move on to Midwest IPA then. So I know um, when, when I found Midwest IPA, basically what, what I saw, I didn't see it necessarily build as a midpoint between New England IPA and, uh, and West Coast IPA so much as I saw it as being like a more balanced version of the IPA. If the, if the West Coast is kind of intentionally unbalanced, uh, you know, to be like really showcase the hops with everything else getting out of the way. Um, the Midwest has way more supporting malt character 
um, to kind of balance things out and smooth out the rougher edges of the West Coast, smooth out the intensity. So instead of like a slap in the face, it's more, or instead of a you know punch in the face, it's maybe like a soft, playful yeah. slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. From what I from what I did my quick research on, um, it it seems like it's honestly the the, the blog I read in it. I can't remember who wrote it, but they said it's kind of a mix between a West Coast and an East Coast. Okay. You get, now were they using East Coast to mean New England or to I think mean East Coast to mean. Not like a dogfish head, like dog sort of head. Okay. So like you get that little bit of fruitiness. <clears throat> it's not like all pine like you would on the West Coast style, but there's more of a multi build compared to it as well. I yeah. think I think the Midwest, I think what defines the Midwest is that they actually do a malt with it that you actually yeah. taste. Um, okay, yeah. So so like a like a tasteable special or like a tasteable malt presence being yes, a key exactly. characteristic of a midwest exactly yes and that is you're right like that you know at least if we consider michigan midwest a lot of the ipas around here i will notice that and like zombie mm-hmm. dust great example zombie a dust, lot yeah. of their beers we found despite being very hoppy you could really taste the malt yeah so we have chosen uh bell's two-hearted it's, you can find generally most places it's it's been like voted the best ipa Period. Yeah. It's uh, in great, like, I think multiple gateway, years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that means Midwest is the best. But uh, not to brag. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, also, it is just, it's probably the most classic example. Founder Centennial is probably another. I almost got that one. Very actually. classic example. But so this is coming in at uh, 7% ABV, 60 IBU. So uh, a percent stronger than Dogfish Head, but, but the same. Um, same amount of bittering and famously, uh, two hearted uses only centennial hops. Um, so Ryan, you, you've taken a sip now. Why don't you comment on like color clarity? You give mean, us your first impressions. Clear as, as it would be. So definitely not like a new England. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of cloudiness in there, but you still see through it. Um, it's a nice, like right. almost it's not darker quite crystal amber, clear, like but a it's golden very... amber color yeah. to it as well. Yeah, it is. It's the darkest. I mean, the New England's hard to judge because it's so cloudy, murky. Yeah. But uh, this is the darkest of the three so far. Yes, agreed. If the if Dogfish Head was slightly darker than Stone, this is slightly darker than um than yeah. that. So that's interesting. I think it's the malt build. That's got to be the malt build with it. Yeah, and 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 you definitely do get some malt flavor in mm-hmm. here. A yeah. little bit of sweetness. You start. You oh, definitely some light start, caramel note. Yep. You definitely get a little bit of sweetness at the beginning, and then that's cent- the Centennial hops, which have a. A natural pine citrusness to it, like that. Yeah. That pine is still there, or could this be the IPA or the Stone IPA still in my mouth? No, I, 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 <laughs> I think Centennial is definitely associated with a little bit of pine. I, I yeah. think so. One, an interesting thing I read. I'm curious to run by you. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that um, I read somewhere that like West Coast, or I guess I cobbled this together, but it, it seems to kind of hold where it's like. On East Coast and New England, kind of prioritizes uh, fruity flavors, citrus and tropical. In the West Coast, one of the defining characteristics is piney, and in the Midwest, um, there is a. Uh, in addition to fruit flavor, there mm-hmm. is a floral thing that you yeah. find in a lot of Midwest beers. And like I know that Centennial, a lot of people describe as having a floral character. Cascade as well. Yeah. Do you get floral in this beer? In the balance anywhere. I mean, as a quick moment, maybe, but like, I mean, okay. it, the malt, the malt is strong. The the, um, the the pine part of the of the hops is strong. Yeah, but like, I think that's I think that's what really separates out the Midwest is that malt. Like, I I don't you're right. I it, don't recall malt in really and, and any it other, is, it's, other it's, beers. It, it's I mean, Two Hearted. We've talked about a bunch of times to the point that it's almost another it item. But um. But it it is it's called a gateway. I you know we called it a gateway IPA for a reason because it's not too anything. It really mm-hmm. is very well balanced. But you're right. Like I think that malt it does cover up the hops a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not showcased the way they are in the stone. But everything is in a really nice balance. And I definitely I I, I feel like I get a little bit of a floral thing along with the kind of grapefruit yeah citrus kind of notes that centennial has i don't personally i don't get a lot of pine in, in two hearted ale but i, think I believe that the, it's there. i think it's the back end for I me i believe that is there i think it's just the back end the dryness that uh, comes with it as well um yeah. i mean it's a very drinkable beer i still i still it love a, it is it just disturbingly dangerous it beer? is <laughs> as your father has learned as my father learned we've that. told the story but it, like it, it's it was a his story. gateway yes. ipa it to, was to his detriment he, he was ordering at a bar and had no idea how strong it was <laughs> um <sighs> but yeah all right, so uh, yeah, a classic. Real, real quick, let me just read. So this is what Bell's has to say about Centen- or, um, 
excuse me, about uh, too hearted. So mm-hmm. bursting with hop aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit from massive hop additions in both the kettle and the fermenter, perfectly balanced with a malt backbone and combined with the signature fruity aroma of Bell's House Yeast. Mm. So that's an interesting point to consider. Like they use the same beer for too hearted that they use for Ober- or same yeast as they use for Oberon. They, they have one ale yeast they use for all their beers. Interesting. And uh, so I wonder how much of the fruit flavor we're getting is from the yeast versus the centennial hops. Or the, the yeast bring it out, that fruit flavor. <laughs> Maybe they bring it yeah. out, yeah. But yeah, that's and that's yeah, that's 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 kind of another interesting point where I feel like in a Midwest, I know in a New England, famously you 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 often use very expressive yeast, like an English yeast or something. One that's not going to dry the beer out too much, mm-hmm. but also one that's going to produce fruit esters. Yes. And I feel like you could, again, this is another one of those sort of, you know, you could just pull a slider from one side of the country to the other, where on the West Coast, I'd be more inclined to use a very clean yeast. Yeah. In in the Midwest, I feel like you could get away with something like Bell's that has like pleasant, but fairly restrained esters and mm-hmm. then on um, in new england you're you're like you want a lot of esters because you're just packing as much fruit flavor as you can in there yeah and it, and honestly going back to that like <laughs> i use it's um i forgot who makes it now this literally set my, my brain imperial imperial yeah they have juice. one called juice and literally like it's it's made for new england ipas it's, I, it's the only thing it's there for and I, I believe it might be a british it might actually be a kvike i don't know I think it is Kvike, actually. Is it? Okay. They yeah. do have another Kvike. Because a lot but... of the Kvikes are really fruity, mm-hmm. too. But I know, like, a lot of people recommend um, uh, English strains, too, like the the Fuller strain. Like, I know mm-hmm. for Imperial, it's like, uh, um, I think, AO9 Pub and AO1 House, both being, mm-hmm. like, um, British strains that mm-hmm. throw a lot of fruit fruit flavor. Yeah. That are really good for New England. So, yeah, just if, if, if you're a brewer, that's another thing to consider. And, you know, it's funny. So... Almost everything we've talked about is basically a continuum from west to east. You get, yes. um, you get on the west, it, it's aggressive, it's clean, mm-hmm. it's it's light, it's austere, and then you, <clears throat> as you travel to the east, generally it gets sweeter, it gets less bitter, and it gets fruitier. Mm-hmm. But the Midwest throws a couple of interesting exceptions. One. Uh, I think Two Hearted is the darkest of these beers. Yes. And two, I think it is the maltiest. It definitely is. So, yes. so it's not just. But we got all a, that it's green not here. just a. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome. Yes. <laughs> brew like the Romans do. Okay. So with, with that all covered, um, we're this is almost kind of a this was a bonus one, but um, we we grabbed some some Goose Island IPA. Goose Island is based out of Chicago. Um, however. They um, they sell their IPA as being an English IPA, mm-hmm. um, so they 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 or as an English style IPA. Now it's they they list their hops. They have Pilgrim, which is a UK hop. Okay. Um, Salea, which is actually it's like a noble hop. It's an offspring of uh, Styrian Golding, which okay. is like used in a lot of nice. I like that. Like a Slovenian yeah. hop, and then Cascade and Centennial, which are obviously quintessential American, American hops. Yeah. So. You know, we we can recognize this is probably like an American bastardization of an English IPA, but that's what we do. Best. That's interesting. That's why <laughs> that's why we're covering it on this episode. Like, what does if okay if these are all the regional variations, then what is an American brewery looking to make an English beer? What is that like? And and Brian, you, um, I think I just said Brian. Yeah, it happens. Too hearted, man. I know, right? Get but, you. Uh, but um, but. Oh crap! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> come back to come back. They, they completely they completely threw me off. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 just interesting to see because you know ultimately all of these beers can be made anywhere. Like a West Coast style beer can be made in Michigan, as it is. You know, and right, right. yeah, New England, yeah, the New yeah, England, New England is club. made all over the yep. place. And so um, yeah, just interesting to see kind of what how an American brewery interprets an English style. So yeah. um, they have to say about this hoppy citrus with grapefruit, pine, and floral notes. Balanced finish, 5.9%. So the, the weakest of all of them, but not by a ton. No. And 55 IBU, which is the weakest of the non-New England IPAs. So, yes. <laughs> Ryan, do you have any experience drinking uh, actual British IPA? I do not, actually. Um, I thought we did. but I don't, I, don't think, I don't think I do either. I know I've had Bass, which is a pale ale. British it's a pale, pale ale, ale, yeah. 
Um, and that I found to be very malty, actually. It is. Yes. Um, and I will say, looking at this already, it definitely does not look like a pale ale. It looks more like a lager. Yeah. So this is very clear. It's almost it's, this reminds me of stone, and it's the way yeah. that it looks very clear, very pale. Interesting. That's, that's very weird. Very interesting, very interesting smell. Very interesting smell. It is kind of a, a it's a weird hybrid. Um, yeah. You know, I remembered my thought from earlier. You had said while while you're taking your sip, you had said that um, East Coast was sort of a bastardization of British. So I'm curious how much parity we see between Dogfish Head and this beer, if they're even remotely similar. I know from the smell, you can definitely you can smell that there are some non-American hops in there featured mm-hmm. probably. Oh yeah, for sure. So what you've taken your sip, what do you think? It's it's definitely not what I expect an IPA. Like an IPA, like even any of the, oh. the any of the ones that we've had, there is a oh, slight wow. slap to your face in one way or the other. West Coast, you get slapped by the pine. Uh New England, slapped with the juice and then everything in between. But like this is just like a nice mellow Man, I haven't had this beer, beer in a while. I love this. I know oh my this God. is really good. This might be my favorite of the bunch, actually. <laughs> yeah, but y- y- you know what I think it is? It's I um, it's like it's it's so I I know I, there's something now, that granted, really hits you. Goose Island is in Chicago, so it's possible they they probably follow to some extent some of the Midwest conventions. Mm-hmm. I get malt in this for sure, which is surprising with the color. Yeah, it is surprising, isn't yeah. it? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I wonder kind of how that. Now I wonder if it's well. Okay, I I believe they maybe listed their um. I wanted to say I want to say they listed their malts on their website, and they did not use Maris Otter. They used just regular Pale Turo, okay. but they used some Munich malt. Okay. And I wonder if that's that, what we're that tasting. Might be good, yeah, because that would add some malt flavor without adding that much color, depending on how much they used. But it is like the the addition of those like noble and and the kind of like I don't know a lot about Pilgrim, but uh, UK hops are often kind of variations of earthy. Have you, have you even heard Fugle is described as being kind of like oh, mushroomy? Oh, Fugle is definitely, yeah. <laughs> Almost, and, and like tea-like, and I feel like that is just a really nice balance to the more, the fruity, the or like, whatever, like fruity, floral, piney, the kind of traditional American yeah. hop flavors. It's a really, really nice balance to it. So Pilgrim, um, Considered round and full-bodied with classic English-style bitterness, its complex flavor and aroma has been likened to grassy herbs, grapefruit, citrus, berries, and pears, right through to spice, cedar, and honey. I can definitely get, honestly, I can definitely get cedar. Really? Like, it's, like, like yeah, it's mellow. Have to try That's why. More. We might just drink all of this. <laughs> yeah, one. it might be. But, like... <laughs> we usually try and keep our sips small, but... Like, the, the pear and the cedar, like, I, I kind of get with the feel, especially. Like, it's it's there where it's not, like, hits you in the face strong. Yeah, you know, now that you say pear, I can definitely convince mm-hmm. myself. And honey it. as well. I think the honey kind of probably mellows out too. Yeah, I wonder to what extent that's the hops though. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's what that's, that is the hops. Yeah, that is I, the hops, I, yeah, I would say like, yeah, if, if if you took my idea of what an English IPA probably is, mm-hmm. and then you just poured half a glass of Two Hearted in, then yeah. that's kind of how this would come out, I think. Yeah, I can say and that. And I love it. Like, yeah, I'm a huge, it's really good. huge fan of this. Um so yeah, so so interesting. It, it it really does. It really does seem like now. Okay, so uh, like I, like I said, how much how much parity do you see between do do you get do you get any of the flavors in this beer that you got in the Dogfish Head? I think because of how the Dogfish Head was, it was it was also one of the mellowest of flavors. Um, I think that's a similarity between the two. Like yeah. it's it has more a little intense flavor to it, but not nearly. The mellowness is this and not nearly the intenseness of any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, but like I think it's because of the hops used in both beers. I think they, they kind of mellows it out. Not crazy on, on the, the malt build. I think they are. I I would I would probably agree with that description as the the uh redheaded stepsister or yeah. child that they don't want. <laughs> right, yeah. An, an an awkward uh yeah. an, an awkward tweener. The American the Americanized version, like yeah. Like obviously this is an American version of a British IPA, but like yeah. I would probably say that sixty minute IPA is definitely a little more Americanized it's like, version right. of a British IPA. Right. If 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 Goose Island is like uh it's an American caricature of a British IPA, yeah. then like Dogfish Head is like, you know, 
in its genome, it's it's a quarter British or it's half British or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, I would say Goose Island's half British because you got half of the British hops, and then <laughs> I think sixty minute would just be a quarter British. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So l- let's round up. I I we we've we've done a little bit of summary. I think actually, our research seemed to pan out that like what we read online was pretty well borne out. Pretty well. They, they did their work. They did their job. Yeah. They did good research and we just took credit for it. So if, <laughs> if you were to brew, now, now I know you've, you brew a New England IPA, which Correct. is excellent. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I'd like not just to blow your, your head up to be too big, but it's, it's one of the best New England IPAs. It's one of my favorite New England IPAs. Yeah. Um, like Thank really, you. Appreciate like that. Right up there with, with M43. And I think part of the reason is, it it has great flavor without being quite as like unbitter yeah. as like uh, as like for instance like this Griffin Claw one which again it's a great example of the style they're a great brewery I'm not yeah. knocking them and and people want that but for me you gotta have balance I, 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 I want to pull it just back a little bit I want to pull it back a little bit and to be fair like. They have like five New Englands, and this one is called Juicy Juicy Haze Haze. So, like, you, yeah. you should know what you're getting. Yes, but, exactly. But if you were to just brew, you know, you sort of run the gamut now. If you were to brew an American IPA, that was just your, like, you can only have one for the rest of your you can life. Only one Highlander. You can brew one, and that's the only IPA you'll ever get to drink again. Where in this kind of continuum of flavors do you fall? Oh, that's, that's mean. Um, I know, but I want to know. I'm, you know what? I'm, or, or, or how would you kind of cobble all this together? You know, you you can kind of make up your own version. Because I do, I do two actual IPAs. I do the Hazy Triforce, and I have the Impatient Bastard. Right. Which the Impatient is more traditional, is more traditional IPA. Well, plus I would say yeah. I would say it's probably close to two hearted. It's a little more Midwestern because I base it off of all day. All day oh, IPA. Yeah. So yeah, which is here based in the Midwest. I think it has a little more of yeah, Midwest. That's feel. like a session, but yeah. it is definitely kind of yeah. Yeah. I would probably Midwest-y. what I would want to do is is I would want to do, and we talked about I think we talked about this because you you were hesitant at first and now you're on board. I would do something like stone, but I would strictly use citra to kind of balance it out. <laughs> So, because okay. like citra has a pininess, but it also has a nice intense citra or citrus flavor to it, obviously. Okay. Um, so I would probably hit it hard right. with that. So keep like high high bitterness, but use a hop that brings a ton of flavor to kind of balance things. So out. I would probably I would so you'd end up I would with zombie hit it, dust basically <laughs> pretty much yeah. But I would what I honestly what I would do is I would hit it hard with hops at the bittering, and then of course a little bit of the flavoring, and I dry hop it with citra still. Oh, and, that bring, okay. and then balance out that like that, that strong yeah. that strong uh, pine and bitterness yeah. with it, and balance it out with that citrusness at the end. That's what I would do. What about you? You know, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so I I was, I I, I think my like kind of my so I I have a specific distinct love for West Coast IPA when I'm in a certain mood, yeah. and for New England IPA when I'm in a certain yeah. mood. But mm-hmm. I think my ideal beer we've talked about like my ideal ipa is somewhere in the like dragon meat crown jewels to um to Ooh. like um terrapin uh, um hop execution ipa where it's like um where would those fall though kind That's of I, I would call them midwesty where like they're there's definitely a balancing malt character okay um, that particularly in, True, in Crown with, Jewels, with, and, and so and honestly with and with, with hop execution, yeah. yeah. So so that was what I was going for when I made that um, Master Tomberry yep. IPA. I think I would take that and I would I would more or less keep it. So so that is, I probably after learning this, I would say that it's like a Midwest style IPA. I you, I, I thought of it as like bordering on an English style IPA, mm-hmm. but. That's just because it was it had some malt. Yeah, and we've we've learned now that that is you know kind of a quality of the Midwest, Midwest yeah. as well, and Midwest and the East Coast. So, I think I would take that and I would just tweak it a little bit. And I think next time I brew that beer, I'm gonna try adding in some like UK hops. Ooh, because okay. I love what the Goose Island brought. I think maybe for like the the middle, maybe the twenty minute edition. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. Try some Fugles or something. Maybe yeah. And. uh Try and bring a whatever this has, this kind of it quality. Mellowness, where we, we just yeah. both went, wow, that is interesting, yeah. and I like it. It's very different because all those hits you in yeah. the face, but that one is just like, hi, I'm here. Yeah, right. Yeah, because <laughs> because right now that that 
that my first run on that beer, I was made mostly with the hops that Hopsecutioner uses, which are a mo for the most part, they're all classic kind of sea hops. Yeah. Cascade Centennial. Um, Citra, yeah. Something uh, like I, that. I think um, Amarillo they use, but Amarillo. But mosaic, yeah, so those yeah. kind of classic American hops. Um, not no, not mosaic. Um, but oh, I don't think I don't think it uses mosaic. But, okay. Um, but yeah, I would I would do I would basically keep that mm -hmm. and just perfect that beer. But I I do plan on adding a little bit of uh, of like across the pond hopping to it next time. Yeah, I think if I've learned really anything, cool. it's that like I really really like what that brings. Mm -hmm. You know. To, to, to the table that little bit of earthiness like really just makes it a completely different experience so i have a question for you and i'm realizing this so we have west coast we have midwest we have east coast and specifically new england where's the south at i don't know they're all drinking bourbon <laughs> <laughs> well that's your <gasps> try what if you took an ipa like no, say we'll do a, a simple british IPA. Okay. In secondary, Agent and Bourbon. Oh, I don't know. That'd be weird. So instead of, <laughs> so instead of your dry hopping, you add... So you're going to do... I think you'd have to be really careful what hop flavor Yes, agreed, agreed. Because honestly, I, pine could work with that, with like a bourbon barrel, because it is... Cedar, it is oak. It's like you, you're sticking... So, so, so you'd be using Pilgrim. <laughs> yes, Pilgrim. Pilgrim would be the best one to use. But like... Imagine doing that as you're as dry hopping. You throw in bourbon chips. Very interesting. I, I'm so intrigued. Th there is a there's a like a hop product I've heard of. It's called Provoke, but Provoak. Provoke. Okay. And it's made. I think it's like hot pellets with like little bits of oak mixed into like the blend. So it it gives you a like a kind of barrel aged character mm -hmm. from your hops. Yeah. It'd be. A, I mean, it sounds like it would accomplish a similar thing or maybe be a fun place to experiment with. Like if you mixed that mm -hmm. with other hops and you like it, then maybe that's a sign that you could use those hops in a real barrel. Or you just say, well, this is really good with the yeah. I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that'd be interesting. But I wonder if something like that wouldn't be, or like you said, like uh, secondary with oak chips might be good, but mm -hmm. you don't want to age an IPA because, you know, hop flavor fades. Agreed, yeah. But- in a barrel, it takes a long time. With chips, it's real fast. Yeah, and that would be probably fine. Yeah, that's an, uh, I might have to try that one day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, I, well, I, look I mean forward, it's the only way I can do. I look southern. forward to tasting it. Yeah, one day. So it's funny you mention that though, because another sort of missing region is kind of the Mountain West. Yeah, and Colorado, you know, like Denver has a huge density, especially of Denver Breckenridge. Like, there's a huge density of breweries in Colorado. I think Boulder too. Burns and Brewery. um. And they have sort of been trying to coin, I, I came upon this thing that was called a Colorado style IPA. And I was like, okay, now <laughs> if every state had its, you know, its own style, but, but it, it basically, they, again, it was sort of the, the slider thing. It's like, it, it was sort of, um, it was billed as being almost West coast, but with a little more balance in it and, and maybe a bit more fruit. Um, See, I thought they were going to use hemp or something. Honestly, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we used we used like pot and stuff. I mean, you got those names out yeah, there. I mean, yeah. there's Dankalicious out there. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, so that's something we did. We didn't cover it because honestly, like it's pretty newfangled. Find one too. It would be difficult. For well, us. so you can actually you can get like a Breckenridge Brewing beer around here. We we probably could find one, but. I just our list was big enough, and and I we'll we'll see if it sticks. It kind yeah. of feels to me kind of like a marketing ploy right now. Sorry if you're from Colorado and you. I mean, we thought but... it's the same thing with New England. Yeah, you're and right, now it's still, <laughs> and it's still here. So people can probably <laughs> pull this episode up in a year and go, "You guys are dumb." But nonetheless, we didn't cover that one, but be aware that that is apparently. I was say it's We're... another variation, but it, it does seem like it kind of fits in with the general trend of like east to west. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say we're gonna get some listener feedback in like four years and be like, "Well, you guys were wrong on that." Yeah. <laughs> well, well, sorry. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so. Where now that we're done with this, if you know of a another region like maybe Colorado or maybe there right. is a, maybe there is a southern style that we don't know. If uh, the little town you live in in Montana thinks that they have their own <laughs> sub style of IPA, they put bison in it. Okay? 
Uh, <laughs> anyway, but if you know of another region that we should reach out to, maybe try. Um, Mike, where can they find you to talk talk to you about it? Well, if, if you would like to to reach us on Mainly. the official podcast feed, you can uh, go to uh, our handle on Twitter at Bruthers in Law. Uh, no spaces, spelled the same way as the podcast. Uh, we also have a website, brothersinlaw.com, that you can visit if you would like more info on our show and our episodes. Um, and then additionally, Ryan, uh, where can people find you on social media? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at Rambo Coon, which is R-A-M-B-O-K-U-H-N. Um, and then you also have, um, I'm also on it for anything brewing related. That's Wise Old Owls Brew. Um, and then you can also find me on TikTok with the same uh, exact name, Wise Old Owls Brew. Um, and then you can, of course, find us wherever you listen to podcasts. That's YouTube. That's Spotify. Um, I will say on Apple Podcasts, we are officially a channel. 6.5 Media is officially its own channel. Oh, cool. On Apple Podcasts. So if you're interested in Turn by Turn, which they do a lot of uh, podcasts on role-playing games, RPG games, um, AZP, which is the flagship, uh, anything Zelda-related. Uh, you can do – they have um, – a Broadway to Broadway, um, which is talking about Broadway shows. Um, they have a ton of different shows, and new ones are coming up uh, left and right. Um, so 6.5 is definitely bringing up a lot of new shows. You can find us on Apple Podcasts on that channel for us. What? So I think with that, I, we've had plenty of beer for today, and it's only 1 o'clock. So oh with that said, cheers. cheers.